Hello and welcome to a new English edition of my podcast Helium Talk, das Kunstgespräch. My name is Jörg Heikaus and my guest today is Catherine Mikesell from Fountainhead, Miami. All right, let's do this. I hope you're all doing great. It's busy times here at Helium Cowboy with a bunch of shows coming up this winter and creating new artwork and starting on my book. So still no chance I will go back to making one podcast per week again, but I do hope I can at some point in the future. I will also have a German language episode back up soon. Until then, if you'd rather listen to those recorded in my mother language, I can always highly recommend to look at all the shows that I've already published. There are some really good and insightful ones you probably haven't heard yet. This one is already number 61 and I can't even begin to tell you how proud I am of my journey into the world of podcasts that I embarked upon only in February last year. My guest today is Catherine Mikesell. Catherine and her husband Dan started Fountainhead Miami, a residency program for artists over a decade ago. When I met Catherine on one of these crazy Miami art fairs back then, they just had started this and I have admired their relentless work on helping artists to build sustainable careers and at the same time cultivate new audiences for the arts. Privately run residencies are a beautiful thing, because just think about it. There are people who love art so much that they dedicate their personal time and resources and of course their money to give artists a place where they can create freely, in a different environment, a different landscape and often different mentality for a certain amount of time. It's not just the love for the arts, it is also about understanding the needs of artists and encouraging the process of how art gets into this world in the first place. If you're an artist listening to this, I can only highly recommend that you research residencies and start writing applications. It is simply a great way to get out in the world and learn and have fun. As an artist, I've never entered a residency program myself. I have never applied to any and when I was younger it was also not on my radar at all. But I love that concept and for many years I've tried to set one up with partners in Hamburg but didn't get it out of the doors. It really takes a lot, which makes all that Fountainhead stands for today even more impressive to me and I'm so happy that Catherine found the time to talk with me in my podcast. All right, before we start this conversation, I want to thank you all again for your emails and comments and likes. I really appreciate your feedback. You're amazing. Keep it coming by mail at hello at heliumtalk.com or direct messages and comments on my Instagram at heliumcowboy. And yes, please do me a favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. Write a quick review, give me five stars, four stars, well, if you must, three stars. But if you go below that, you can just go fuck yourself and stop listening forever. <laughs> okay, so sorry about that outburst. But you see, these iTunes ratings are really important to us podcasters. And maybe you like my show enough to take the time and give it some love. But for now, have a great day, you all, and I hope you enjoy the 61st episode of the Helium Talk podcast with Catherine Mikesell. Helium Talk. I've just been thinking about it. It's been 10 years. Well, in December, it will be 10 years since I've been the last time in Miami. It's been that long since the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Seems yeah. like forever. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a really long time. It doesn't feel that long um, at all. And I just, I was just wondering how how the city has changed over these past ten years that I haven't been there. Oh my goodness! I wish I could. I wish I could show you the city. It looks like the the skyline is completely yeah. different. Completely okay. different. There are probably, I don't know, thirty new high rises, if not more, in the last ten years. Wow. I mean, it, I, I, honestly, when I say that this, the skyline has changed completely, it's changed completely. Yeah. Um, the building has just been unbelievable. I mean, you, you, let's see. Gosh, and if you think about our institutional landscape since you were here, mm -hmm. um, you know, MAM, which was the, you know, one of the main um, uh, museums was, you know, this little institution in downtown Miami. Now it is this extraordinary um, museum on the water. It's now called the Prez Art Museum Miami. Um, it's a stunning museum. They're building an amazing collection, hosting fantastic shows. They have a show up with um, Teresita Fernandez right now that is just mind-blowing. The ICA is an, a brand new institution 
that um, is now in the design district, which you wouldn't recognize anymore either. The design district <laughs> went from being, you know, Craig still still owns it, but it went from being, you know, furniture to the trade to yeah. opening up to, you know, furniture and things like that for everyone. And now it is the fashion mecca of Miami, and they put in an incredible public art collection throughout the, you know, throughout the district. Um, the ICA is there. We have Museum Garage, which is this fantastic garage that was designed by um, 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 Terry Riley, who used to be mm -hmm. the director at the MAM, which became PAM. Um, okay. uh, so much has changed. Yeah. It's so exciting to be living here. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I came to Miami, I think it was in 2005 or 2006. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's a bunch of years ago. So, um, the landscape has definitely changed as well in the regards of all the, the fairs and, and gallery scene, probably. I think I remember at that time there weren't that many galleries actually in town, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, w I wouldn't say that our gallery scene has grown. I mean, it's grown. I think if, if more than anything, the galleries have matured, but mm -hmm. we haven't, we don't have, we still don't have like a ton of galleries. We have, You know, we have a couple handfuls of good galleries, mm -hmm. um, but they're now they're they're no longer. I guess I guess ten years ago is when they were in Wynwood. Now they're they're mostly now. There's really the the, the only art really left in Wynwood is Wynwood Walls mm -hmm. and the um, you know the outdoor graffiti museum. But most of the galleries now are in Little Haiti. There are some opening up in um, in Alapata. There's a few on the beach. Um, okay. but most of the galleries, whereas before we had kind of a, um, a, you know, a destination being Wynwood where you could walk from one gallery to the next. Mm -hmm. Now, while they're geographically somewhat close, mm -hmm. they're really destinations because you can't walk from one to the other. Yeah. But, at the, but on the positive side of that is that many of the galleries own their buildings yeah. so they can you know, they'll, they'll be staying there and they can invest in the real estate and, and they have a long-term, yeah, they can stay there long-term. Yeah, that's pretty rare. I don't think that any gallery, I mean, many galleries here in Hamburg and all sort of own the spaces. Right. There. I think it's rare anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, I don't know. I, when I when I think about, I was thinking about galleries that I remember, remember and, and, and people running them. I remember Spinello. Is, is he still around? He's still around. Yeah. He's been. I think he was a teenager then, and now I mean, he's he's, he's still young. Still I mean, he started so young. <laughs> yeah. um, Anthony's great. Like he's done a number of projects. He's so he now has a, a space which is a home that he purchased. So he's kind of doing a different a different model, which okay. I, I don't think he's he's fully launched it yet. But I I think he's he's smart and he's good and he has a great eye. Yeah. So he'll he'll do well. But then. Since closing, so he moved to Little Haiti, like most of the galleries, took on this okay. beautiful space, but it was it was huge. I mean, mm -hmm. the programming and the expense that went into that, I think it was just, not that he couldn't do it, it was more like, in the end, I don't think he, he wanted to do all mm -hmm. of that. You know, he wanted to do projects that were more ambitious and not just because he had big space, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he wanted to do different projects. So he did... Mm -hmm. um, He did several fairs that weren't fairs. Like he did, um, um, one was called Fair, actually. And it was in um, Brickell City Center. And it had, uh, it was installations around the center that, that were fantastic. All works by female artists. Um, he did another, he did another show prior to that on the beach. Oh, goodness, I can't remember what it was called, but it was all video and performance work by female females um what he's he's done a number of projects so yeah, yeah. He's, just, I mean, he's he's doing great he's just and, one person that when i close my eyes i still remember how he looks yeah you know other actually, people have forgotten i think and actually what am i saying he just opened up a new space i'm okay. I, i'm an idiot he, you know, he went back hard to, to keep his, up it is i'm like wait <laughs> a second i just saw a great show there by yeah. by uh, an artist jared so mm. yes no actually he went back to a space that he had several years ago and took on a different space in there. And he's actually, he, he just had um, two of his, uh, the artists that he represents from Miami were in the Whitney Biennial. 
Okay. Augustina Woodgate and uh, Eddie Arroyo. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like sounds like yeah. It's uh, so I mean you know now that I'm celebrating my 10 years anniversary of not being in Miami, I kind of <laughs> get try to get that back into my schedule. But I I told you a few years ago for me. As a gallery, there's no use in going there. Uh, I've reduced the gallery dramatically anyway. I'm doing th maybe two or three shows a year with other artists. I'm focusing on my work. And and I think I said I'll be back in Miami when there's a gallery that shows my work. You know? Right, I mean, there I, you go. It, it, yeah, it, it has been the case, you know. That, but I mean, just for two small little works, I don't think I'm going to go to Miami. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, yeah, let's get. To, I mean, let's get to to what you're actually doing, which is longer, older than ten years. I think the, your your residency program, right? That's yes. how we met in uh, back then. Um, how, how did how did Fountainhead uh, uh, start? I mean, just 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 briefly an explanation. It's a residency program on your land, you know, on your property. There's a house where you invite two artists think, at the same time. Wait, no, so it so. Um so we started, believe it or not, it's been, it's uh, 2008 is when we yeah. started, March of 2008. Okay. And um, so, no, it's, we, it's, it's actually the home next to our home. So okay. it's in the, it's in the same neighborhood, but it's a, it's a standalone home with its own property. Mm -hmm. And we invite three artists at a time. Okay. And um, we have four, if there's a collaborative, that, a, a couple that are both artists or mm -hmm. a collaborative team that are willing to sleep in the same bedroom. We do have one bedroom with, uh, with two beds in it. But we invite three artists at a time. And mm -hmm. over the years, it's, it's transformed as, as you would expect it to um, over time. And we used to, we used to invite artists to come And we didn't really specify the period and, and artists kind of came and went. We never really had, we never ever had an empty space. So usually mm -hmm. it was like one day, one artist would leave in the morning, another artist would come in the afternoon. It was just kind of this constant like right. coming and going. And, um, and we realized that, you know, at, as we, as we matured that, that the programming was an important part of it to help people in the city in Miami and help artists and, and patrons of the arts, you know, appreciators of the arts to be, for them to be able to be involved. We really needed to have, be able to host kind of more regular programming. And when you had people mm -hmm. kind of coming and going so, so frequently, you couldn't really host anything because you, somebody might've just gotten there and someone else might've been there for a month. And one person has nothing to show and the other person, you know, has, has six yeah, paintings, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So over the years, we've kind of transitioned to having people start and stop at the same time. And, mm -hmm. and now we're really in 2020, it will, for the most part, be starting at the beginning of the month and, and mm -hmm. finishing at the end of the month. And also when we started, we had people that could stay for as much as, as long as two months. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had some people that came for 10 days. I never expected okay. people to, you know, only come for 10 days, but in the end, um, you know, for people, for, for an artist that has a family that mm -hmm. maybe has a part-time job to be able to get 10 days just to focus on themselves yeah. and their work totally. was, yeah. was, you know, a gift that I just, I just didn't expect. So mm -hmm. I still want to try to figure out ways in which to have those opportunities for people as well, mm -hmm. because I think that's, um, I think that's important too. But for the most part now we're the, the, the okay. second to the 30th of the month. I've actually, I've actually, for the first time, implemented getting a full day to um, clean the house and get everything <laughs> reorganized and patched and everything yeah. else. It was like before we, you know, we relied on um, on the artists to kind of leave their spaces as they've found them, mm -hmm. and um, we still ask that, but we realize that it doesn't always, always happen. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it too is that people are people are just like working. Artists are working up until the very end, right? Sure, They're yeah. trying to take advantage mm -hmm. of every moment, which is what we want them to do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. huge opportunity for artists to do residencies um, mm -hmm. because it's just like you are taken out of your normal environment that you know where it's always uh, something you know sort of going on that distracts you and uh, and i think that's a that's a it's a it's a huge thing that you're doing with uh, with uh, with Foundnet. thank um, you yeah, yeah. I, I realize you know i i wish um i wish every profession had this because i think it's it's i, I think it's yeah. great for every like we all need to shake mm -hmm. ourselves up a little bit mm -hmm. right and 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 being and, and do it not not from a vacation i mean a vacation is one thing right but it's yeah. a, but it's 
but it's different. You know, this is actually for your, you know, your livelihood, not, not just I mean, for your life is important. Vacations are important, but, but enabling yourself to go deep into your practice without, you know, daily routines, without family, without friends, without, you know, people pulling you in 10 different directions, but have it still be about your work and your, your mm -hmm. livelihood. I think that's, you know, that's what's so, that's what's so important. But you asked me a question that I didn't answer and that was, you know, how do we start and yeah. why? Um, and really, you know, um, Dan and I chose art um, as our, I don't know, I guess in some ways our, our, our gift to each other or our gift to our marriage. We wanted some, we wanted something that was somewhat new to both of us. It was completely new to me. Dan, um, Dan was raised in a family that, that collected art, you know, one or two works a year. So he wasn't, it wasn't completely new to him, but it wasn't something that he had really focused much time or energy mm -hmm. on personally. So we chose art to be that that thing that we did um, that we could learn together and spend time together, mm -hmm. and that we could also do it, you know, while we were apart and share our stories because it, because for the first you know almost ten years of our marriage we lived only on weekends together because we yeah. both traveled extensively for work. Um, so you know, so we 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 kind of dug deep in to the art. Um, and we realized very quickly that getting to know the artist was mm -hmm. what really drew us to art. It wasn't the, it wasn't the objects, it was the people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and being able to see the world through someone else's eyes and, and their experiences and to see how they take their beliefs and their experiences and their histories and, and, and create something and put it out to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, just amazed us, inspired us. Um, I don't know. We just, it, it, I, I almost can't describe how strongly <laughs> we felt about, about, you know, what an extraordinary gift artists are mm -hmm. right and so you know we're we're not the Rockefellers, so we can't you know we we can't buy all of the uh, we can't buy a work from every artist that we mm -hmm. that we admired and and frankly you know you know there were many artists that we admired that maybe their their work isn't something that we would you know want to live with but that didn't mean that we didn't value the work right or sure. or um or or value them. So we were just trying to think of a way to support artists in a, mm -hmm. in, in a way that was kind of more meaningful and more long lasting. And that, you know, wasn't just a, you know, a quick, a quick flash. Mm -hmm. And, and then at the same time, as we were talking earlier about the difference in Miami, you know, Miami has been growing by leaps and bounds, not only, you know, through the, the landscape of, you know, construction and buildings and people moving here, but culturally, um, you know, we talked about the museums, but also, you know, the artists, the galleries, the people interested in art, the people um, understanding the value of, of art and culture within their lives. I mean, that's, that too has increased in Miami. But back then, you know, it's, we're, we're young. Miami's a very young city, you know, yeah. so the muse, museums, didn't have the budgets to bring artists in for long periods of time, right? So the artists would come in, hang a show, spend two nights, and then they'd be out of here. And we said, wouldn't it be great if, if we could help them so that the artists could stay, they could get to know Miami, the people that were interested in art could be able to talk with the artists and actually learn about their work and why they make what they do mm -hmm. and not just see the work on the wall. Yeah. Are you right. originally from Miami? No, I'm not. I'm originally from Pennsylvania oh, and okay. my husband's from Michigan. All right. So, yeah. but uh, we fell in love with Miami. Yeah. Oh, well, understandably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then. So the and residency that, that, provided both. Yeah. It, it did both. Yeah. 
So, so the, 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 but the decision to do this, because I mean, there's a lot of, a lot you take on. I mean, um, I've been working with galleries for a long time <laughs> too. And it's not, it's also not always easy and, uh, and, uh, um, it's, it's a pretty complex thing. It's not like you're taking on somebody who does a, a, a an internship at a, at a carpenter, right. um, who always <laughs> basically learns the same things or has the same routines that he goes, there's no routine with artists, yeah. you know, everyone is completely different. So the decision to go and say, okay, now we're, yeah, we, we kind of make an institution out of this that, um, that's kind of risky. Yeah. Well, I, I think we, <laughs> in some ways I say, thankfully, naively went into this. <laughs> it, was, you know, best, yeah. it was, you know, it was just a passion. It was just something we wanted to do. I don't, I don't, you know, I, we definitely at the time did not have a long-term plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and truly, like you said, you, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into <laughs> in, in, in many ways. Thankfully, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much a people person. Like, I really think that that's why, that's why I was put on this earth is to get to know people, help people, connect people, help them feel good about themselves and what they're doing. I just, I love people. Mm -hmm. So that, that helps a lot, but it is, it's, you know, most people I talk to <laughs> that know me, they're like, you know. You, what you do looks so, I, I don't know, glamorous is not the word, but just so exciting and fun. Mm -hmm. But nobody has any, but nobody would actually take your job if they, if they knew everything that you had to, that you, that you had to do. But it, for me, it's perfect. But it is, it's, you know, listen, it's a lot of, it's, it's many personalities. You're mm -hmm. also, you know, you're also bringing together three people that have never met mm -hmm. that, um, you know, are, often coming from different different countries around the world have completely yeah. different experiences often have different lifestyles and so you really have to um you have to you kind of have to nurture all of that um and and be there to you know to really to really help people feel comfortable to help and i've i've learned a lot over the years as to how to um help facilitate that so one mm -hmm. of the things that we do now or we I, I would say we try to do as early on as we can is to have the artists sit down and do studio visits together the three of them because you can always find a commonality if you spend time like talking right mm -hmm. and yeah. I think that, that that was one of the most important things that I learned because you can have people that like I said, have vastly different lives, whose practices are vastly different. But within a half an hour or an hour, if, you, if people are truly listening and sharing mm -hmm. stories, you always find something. And more often than not, many ways in which the, their either beliefs or their, their, their life, there's always overlap. And I think mm -hmm. that that is, I think that is, you know, one of the keys to, um, to Fountainhead is that, you know, you, you, the, a, a lot of artists like find friends for life. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, I would say more than, you know, I'm, I'm frequently asked about the, you know, success, quote unquote, success of artists after the residency and, mm -hmm. and everybody wants big names and they want, and I said, that, that's like, I don't, I don't like to answer that question. That's not, you know, that's very, um, that's very superficial. <laughs> I yeah, think I mean, for me, it's like, I, you know, we, I, I, you know, they now have a, a, a new friend that maybe inspired something completely different, or they just, they, maybe they don't judge this particular person in the same way, or maybe they just have a different outlook on life. Like, those are the things that I'm proud of. And obviously yeah. the practice is important, but I think it's, it's I mean, success in arts is a very, very tough thing. I mean, of course you can always say, Oh, cool. this guy is financially successful. He hangs in this, this, in this museum. Um, uh, her work is, has just been on the cover of art forum or whatever. Right. That's also success. But I've just had a discussion in a different podcast where actually the seats were reversed. So I was the guest in the podcast. Um, 
there's many levels of success in a, in a, in in art. I think uh, meeting other people is a is a very high privilege when you are an an artist that can travel to other shows and meet meets other shows because that also raises the level of, of respect you have towards the other artists. Which probably if you just judge them on Instagram, you say okay, I've seen that. Or, you know, I'm much better. Yeah. When you meet, sit down and see, you know, so what's actually the story behind it? The depth is very important that you learn. And I just um, I think, for example, we had this we had this this topic. When, when is an exhibition successful? And of course, an exhibition it can be successful if you sell out, but it can also be it doesn't necessarily have to be a successful exhibition because if nobody comes and nobody interacts with the work and nobody sees it and nobody experiences what the gallery and the artists have set out to be doing, then it's also a failure. As an exhibition, I think, and so I think the the what 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 success in art is always very difficult to 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 judge. So I think um, if you have people that meet, if you've never had big fights in there, um, or not always have big fights, if <laughs> if there's something coming out in the end that they can take with them and bring it to them on the next level, I think that's already the success of a of an uh, of a residency. Yeah, I mean, believe it. So we've had we've had over 380 artists. Yeah. Um, I think now we're 44, 45 different countries mm -hmm. and we really, we've actually never had a fight. Um, we've actually only had like two situations that, um, were somewhat challenging. And one was just a, a, a gentleman very early on, I, I also talk with everyone first and I follow mm -hmm. my gut. I have very mm -hmm. good instinct. And um, early on, I, I um, did not follow my gut and mm -hmm. um, I should have. <laughs> and I learned a lesson. But I mean, in the end, the, the, the gentleman was, was nice. He, you know, it, it wasn't a fight. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. But it was just, it wasn't the right environment for him. Yeah. And... Um, and I had concerns about that, and it was right, and, and he, he made a lot of work. And, and in his mind, he said it was successful, but I feel like, yeah, I don't feel like it was. Mm -hmm. um, and then <laughs> and then we actually had two guys that, um, that, uh, that actually asked, they weren't scheduled to come together. They met at one of our... Um, one of our Basel parties, one of pizza, mm -hmm. beer, and a campfire. And um, they really got along and they said, hey, can we, can we switch things around so we can come together? Mm -hmm. And um, so I said, sure, you know, we made that happen. <laughs> and, then, and then like halfway, they were, so they were like best friends at the start. And then halfway through, there was, um, there was, there was a, uh, a they, they had different, different views of, um, relationships and and, mm -hmm. and it, it put it put a wrench in them and it was like i wanted they would come over and they would be like so and so and so and so and, so. and finally i was like i'm going nuts i'm like you guys are driving me nuts you're adults like you yeah. need to figure this out don't be tattletales like grow up yeah, um it is very funny and in the yeah i mean in the end it was it was fine and like i said there's other two there's those are like the only two situations mm -hmm. and yeah. I think I'm 380 people. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a lot, yeah. That's a lot of people. You still have contact with most of them or all of them? Or? I do. I try. I mean, yeah. I'm very open. I mean, the way we look at the residency is as a start. Mm. I mean, for us, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's really just just the beginning. I mean, we really, we really think of Fountainhead as a, as a, as a family that, you know, continues to support one another. So, you know, we, we do the newsletter every month. We announce shows around the world. We announce, um, I've started to try to help with when artists do Kickstarter campaigns for new projects. I'll announce those to encourage people to, to donate to Kickstarters. Mm -hmm. We get calls on everything from, you know, this is happening in my gallery. Like, is this right? Is this wrong? You know, um, we get, at, we get calls to ask for help with, um, you know, attorneys. So we have some attorney friends that will help, you know, help provide yeah. artists help some financial like advice. So we, you know, you know, when people call, we always try to connect them with people that can help and to, to stay in touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to stay in touch. I, I received your newsletter. I see, um, 
Uh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm old-fashioned in that way. I still, I still like newsletters. Me too, uh, which is why I put it out. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's a thing. I mean, I do. I've, I think we we do pretty irregular. On sometimes once a month, once a month. Sometimes we have a show and have something to announce or so that we think should reach everyone, not only people on social media. Um, then we also send one out, but I think it's a, it's a very good thing to inform yourself. But, but then, then Fountainhead, what I found out here through your newsletter is, is also, I think it's more than just, uh, just the residency, right? Right. So we started at the uh, three months after starting the residency, we also started a studio program for Miami based Mm -hmm. artists, a local studios program. And um, we did that because before starting the residency, also we hosted, um, we hosted a lot of focus groups, like we were Mm -hmm. very involved locally. So we wanted to you know, we wanted to make sure that this dream in our head wasn't a bunch of nonsense, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so we, you know, we met with a lot of artists and and people that were involved in the local community, and and asked them, you know, does this make sense? Is this valuable to you? And you know, what else? Like we just had people brainstorming, like what what else they needed, what else was missing. And so the other piece, and I think this is true, frankly, in most cities is artists need studio space. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, we had two major complexes, both which still exist, um, one being the Art Center of South Florida, which is now called Oolite, um, which actually sold their building for $85 million, oh, wow. one of their buildings for $85 million. Okay. So is building a fantastic new complex in, in Little Haiti. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then the other one being Bakehouse Art Complex. But with both of those organizations... The artists, um, one had a, you know, had a, a longer term commitment. I, I'm not saying longer term, like a year or two, but they also had commitments as far as the number of hours that they needed to be in their studio kind of during, you know, public times. Mm-hmm. Um, they had open, they were to open once a month during the public open houses. And some artists said, you know, we really just need space to work. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some people are very kind of interested in, in, in always being out there, right? And they're, they're, you know, that is a tremendous benefit to many artists, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it could also, they, they could sell work from their studios. There was a built-in audience. So for some people, that was great, right? Mm-hmm. But not everybody wanted that. Some mm-hmm. people just wanted space to work. Um, but at the same time, they wanted a community. So they wanted to be able to close the door, um, but they, they wanted to be able to see other people. Because as you know, you know, being an artist is a very solitary practice. So mm-hmm. when, you're, when, you're, when you're thirsting for that interaction, it's, it's nice if you can just walk out your door to get it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the other thing was um, to be able to, to make it long-term In other words, you could stay as long as you want. There weren't term limits. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, short term, so that if the financial position changed or if you got an opportunity to do a residency somewhere or, I don't know, what what have you, that, you know, within 30 days you could be out as well and not have a lease hanging over your head and a commitment and trying to find someone to sublet in and, you know, who knows what. So that's what created Fountainhead Studios. So it was a space that we have some artists that have been there over 10 years, you know. Um, but, and that's, it's really that. So we, that um, is just local, a studio space for local artists. Um, we don't own the building, um, the, but the rent is, a, the rent is about, 50% less than a normal, you know, what that space mm-hmm. would cost somewhere else. So we're very conscious of keeping uh, the rent very low. And I also have a deal with the landlord that isn't necessarily that something that most landlords would be willing to do. But when an artist moves in, their rent does not go up. So mm-hmm. that's why we have some artists that have been there for 10 years. Because <laughs> yeah. the rate that they're paying is very inexpensive. Rent control, yeah. But, um, but also I just think artists need, you know, artists need, to know that they can be settled, but mm-hmm. but the good thing is that they also have an option to leave at any time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's been going on. Yeah. And then, um, and then last year, uh, we started a project called Artists Open, mm-hmm. which is the first ever um, Miami Dade countywide Artists Open Studio Day. Mm-hmm. So we actually um, coordinated with all of the other studio complexes as well as 
any individual artist that we found that was located in a commercial or industrial space. So we didn't go into artist homes. I didn't feel comfortable with that. But um, so over, over 300 artists opened, opened their studios for the day. And it was an incredible success. Last mm -hmm. year was the first year we're doing it again. Um, it's the Saturday of Mother's Day. <laughs> and um, so that's so that's exciting. And then so, uh, and then two more things that we started as well. One is financial um, education and advice for artists, because I mm -hmm. think that, again, we hosted some new focus groups and um, that's a lot of people don't like to talk about it. But frankly, it, it's important it's for important. all of us. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we're, we're doing that. And that's on everything from budgeting to saving to buying a property taxes mm -hmm. you know all of those things that we all have to yeah. know about no, i actually still write the invoices for some of my artists yeah it's pre-write them and then just like have them sign them and then send them the money so i yeah, basically just write the invoice and put them in my uh, in yeah, my tech people system need to and know I, about yeah. that yeah and no then, that's that's part of the education that people probably often don't like about you know sort of in the in the in the art schools and everything just yeah. the practicalities of uh, or the practical life of an artist um well but then the challenge the challenge is that at least here mm -hmm. they don't really teach that no, I mean, that, that's the, I mean, so you, you have all these incredible skills, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get out yeah. and you're like, okay, so how do I make a living? Like yep. what, what, what do I do now? And, you know, if, if you weren't in, you know, one of these top schools where, mm -hmm. you know, people are like standing up waiting to see what you're doing, you know, how do you, what do you, what do you do next? Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of a. You know, it's 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 to some it's a it's a rude awakening, right? And then and then the the one other program that we started actually is called Artist to Artist, and mm -hmm. it's um, I call it uh, thinking outside the white box. So artists sharing their stories of how they are making a living and and mm -hmm. and thriving, not just not just sustaining, not just getting mm -hmm. by, but thriving through their art careers, but. Have but taking different paths in which to do that. I think that's. I think it's actually. I mean, I like that a lot. But I think that's very. It's a very American approach on on this. It's 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 not German. In Germany, nobody basically is interested in how an artist makes a living. I mean, they come to the exhibitions and they see, see very few red dots and they think, oh, it's not going to make much money tonight. But nobody really thinks about careers uh, of artists in, in these terms. It, it's kind of frowned upon in Germany. We still have a very traditional and maybe antique look at these things. Um, but but modern, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I know but artists do. So this yeah. is from one artist to another artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so a good, trying that's, to, that's, trying yeah. to teach one another and, it, yeah, and yeah. inspire one another and yeah. sometimes give them a kick in the ass. Like, you yeah. know, the, the artist that did the, did the, the first one, Jessie yeah. was fantastic because she's like, I, I just have to tell you, she goes, I was one of those artists that, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, I would make good work and, you know, people would come mm -hmm. to my studio. You know, and she can, and then you sure. know you realize very quickly that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Like you got to get out there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hustle just like any other but I, I, career I, I, choice. Yeah, but I also understand that it's that is because you don't get into art to make a living in the first place. I think it's like when we become an artist, you just think about, you know, so it's just something you kind of have to do. It's an urge. It's not, oh, should I, should I, should I become a, a I don't know, a, um, a builder or, or, or an artist or should I study philosophy? It's like, I got to be an artist. So there's, there's just this one way to go. And then it's, I understand many artists that do not look into these other things until they're, yeah, until they're facing them. Um, so, and I think that's also one part of which makes what artists do so attractive is that they are outside of the normal standards that, 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 that other educations go by. But, uh, on the other hand, I find it very important to, to also teach this at some point. And in, in Germany, universities will not teach this. Our art schools, they do not teach this. So the, what you're saying, like from artist to artist, I also think that's a very good point because then they listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So how do you do? But I mean, that's an exchange between artists that, I mean, that, that that is um, that is that is a fantastic idea. I think that's the underlying thing in everything you do at Fountainland when you bring them together in a residency. is not a single residency. Uh, we're basically pampered all the time by you, but they have to kind of be independent and live you know, in a in a small group. 
Um, and and do you? I mean, I remember when when do you still organize exhibitions? Or I think you've you've you tried to find a place where they could show the results of the residency, what they're doing there. Yeah, so we, you know, we've looked at and we've done a number of different things. Um, and what we've what we've come back to is yeah. um, we do an open house at the residency mm -hmm. at the end of each um, at the end of each term. So that's why I was talking about yeah. how we kind of organize things to be able to mm -hmm. have a public event. Um, every time we did it in another space, whether it be a gallery or just an outside space, uh, the attendance dropped dramatically. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's because people then felt it was commercial or maybe mm -hmm. they felt like, oh, this is about buying and selling versus mm -hmm. this is about, you know, learning about the artists and their work, mm -hmm. um, which is why, why people come. You know, they don't it, it's mm -hmm. not. Yes, we have drinks, but it's definitely not a party atmosphere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody really like if anything, the complaints I get is that I, I never got time with Alfred. Like, why didn't I, you know, I tried, I was standing there, you know, like, and I'm like, well, sometimes people are, you just kind of have to, you know, take part in the conversation. And when he, you know, because generally when, you know, when artists are presenting they're you know, they end up, they, they end up talking to small groups, right? It's very difficult mm -hmm. to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So I'm like, you know, just, you know, Go in there. Jill Jill wants to talk to everybody. Just you, you have to, yeah. you know, you have to go in and talk with her. But yeah. um but yes, it's interesting because I yeah, so I, I, I did try the kind of, you mm -hmm. know, outside of the space and put it more in a pretty white box and mm -hmm. um but that's that's it just didn't it just didn't it was also just wasn't me. It mm -hmm. wasn't that's not what Fountainhead is about. It's yeah. I we, we want people to feel Welcome. When you're coming to a home, you automatically mm -hmm. feel different than if mm -hmm. you're coming to a gallery. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a, great, it's a great idea. It's a great concept. Um, mm -hmm. to, you know, galleries still have that kind of entrance. Not. It wouldn't call it barrier anymore, but it's it's something different. And if it's if, something if, different, yeah. Yeah, and so, also people like to see where the, the artist yeah. is working. They like to see their paints yeah, the, and their brushes. And yeah, their... the fascination, the fascination of the studio, how the studio looks like. I mean, I've seen Absolutely. many, many artist studios, and a lot of them are bland and boring, but most of them are actually really, really exciting, even for me, you know. And yeah. um, uh, and yeah, I think that's a good thing. And but you know, with all the things that you're doing, I was just wondering. Um, One thing I think this is, I mean, this is everything you do right now, or is there, you're not working anymore in any other capacity or in any other job or. Oh, that, so yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a And good, you have a team of like, I mean, let me guess 10 people. Oh, you would yes, love to absolutely. have a team of 10 people. Huge. <laughs> I have a huge team. You make your kids have uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, so, you know, that, that's a good question because when, when we started, yeah. um, you know, it was just, it was funded by by Dan and I for the mm. first 10 years mm -hmm. and we, when we actually started we you know again we didn't start with this grand plan so as I said we were both traveling extensively for work so we actually had a lot of airline miles yeah <laughs> so okay. when so when we started we were flying people in on our airline miles oh but that's and, smart um, yeah. Yeah. and then for a couple of years Dan was going back and forth to Brazil three times a month so that provided All some right. good airline miles yeah. and it when whenever we got low I'm like love don't you don't you don't you need to go somewhere <laughs> kind of far <laughs> away for a little while you don't have to stay gone for long you just have to go there and come back you know um but uh, but you know that quickly you know that that kind of quickly ran out and and wasn't you know the airlines got a little bit tighter with their travel dates and then all of a sudden what used to be 20,000 miles was now 70,000 miles and so that didn't work so then um you know so then we just had to start paying for everything and um And uh, so we did, we did for, for 10 years. And then we mm -hmm. kind of sat back and said, okay, we're like, what, what are we doing? Like, is this, a, is this a, is this a, is this still a passion project or is this, mm -hmm. you know, has this become a, like an institution, like a real, has this become a thing, yeah. you know? And we talked to a lot of people and um, no, it was like, it, it became an important part of our city. It became an important mm -hmm. part of, you know, artists artists lives so we're like okay you know if we're going to do this um because i was i was working full-time in tech you know um yeah i remember and that that was that was funding it you know and yeah. um so we kind of said okay i think we need to 
we need to they come up with a long-term plan. <laughs> and that's when that's when we decided to, you know, to become a nonprofit. And it was very interesting because you know, over the years people had offered, you know, can I make a donation? And we'd say, "No, no, no, we got this. It's all, you know, no, we don't accept donations." And um and we realized that once we started to accept donations, mm-hmm. more people in the community actually really felt a part of it which yeah. is how we always wanted people to feel about it, right? Uh-huh. It's like we never wanted some people to look at it and say, you know, sorry, I was moving my chair. And, um, okay. and, and we, never, we never wanted this to be Catherine and Dan. We always wanted this to be Miami. This was Fountainhead. Mm-hmm. This was a family, you know. And, um, and not that people didn't feel that way, but I think but when we turned it into a nonprofit, just a lot of people came and really mm-hmm. – wanted to be a part of it. And I have to tell you, I was scared to death to do it. And it's not, it's not easy. I'll be honest. There, there, it's a whole other set of challenges and opportunities. Rules and regulations probably yes, as well. I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have a board and there's more mm-hmm. people in decision-making and things, mm-hmm. but, but for me, that's kind of all good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I really, um, it's it's been I, I've really enjoyed being a nonprofit. So now we're a you know we're a fully community supported nonprofit, and this is what I'm doing full time, and have been for the last um, I mean fully for the last uh, like stopping other activities because I was always trying to do more things to to continue to fund do what I could to fund it till we built up the funding mm-hmm. but now um you know we received our 501c3 in um, April of last year all right yeah but good for you i mean it's like it's uh it's probably a, it's a very difficult always to jump between two jobs and professions and everything and you got your hands full with your family as well i guess and a family that i love very much and yeah. like to see yeah are there any of your kids you have a son and a daughter and is any of your kids in art so art? our son is our son um went to a special art school all the way all the way through Wow. Um, our daughter did creative writing in middle school, and actually, she's she's a very good writer, and I think she's she's considering pursuing that as okay. a um, as a career after high school. She's a junior in high school. Oh, that's school. a tough one. You got to be very disciplined for that. Yes, yeah. yes, she is very disciplined. All so, right. um, and but our son is is a visual artist, mm-hmm. and. Cool. Um, he actually had a show when he was 16 that oh, nice. that did have to do with someone coming from coming to our um, coming to our home, mm-hmm. but they actually saw the work, loved the work, and said, "Can you introduce us to this artist?" And we're like, um, <laughs> "Yes, we can." Actually, it's our 16 yeah. year old son. <laughs> yeah, no, so he had his first gallery show in LA, which is pretty cool. But um, so yes, he's he's he's. Um, He's taking a break right now because he's he's um, he's starting in a new school in either January or in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, at which he's going to art school. Um, but for now, he's taking he's taking a little a little break and uh, mm-hmm. just focusing on on school. And I think you know he's been in art like all his all his life. So I think it's I think it's a good idea for him to you know take a yeah, little but... take a little step back so that he can. Uh, get a get a clear mind and then when he goes to college for when he goes to art school he can you know buckle down and yeah but i mean you think if your parents have a have a garage then you can repair a car at 14 as well you'll probably be driving around with the coolest car in town when you're 15 16 yeah yeah (laughs) yeah no he's 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 definitely uh oh no he's used our home absolutely as a studio yes i am (laughs) (laughs) He's he's used stu- studios in our home. He's taken over the backyard. He's taken over the studio at the studio complex. Right. So he's, uh, yeah, he's all right. Got to check him out. Had a lot of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely on Instagram, right? <laughs> like every artist today. This <laughs> um, one one thing that I wanted to ask, um, but I mean, firstly, I think it's it's great when you have your when you can inspire your kids. Um, my 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 little one, for example, he's uh, eight. Um, when he was asked what what art his father does, and uh, and he says, "My father paints with wood," because in a way, you know that that's 
that's a little bit what I do. Um, and he really likes to be here and he really likes to, when at the openings, really likes to entertain the, 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 the guests and everything. But mm, my oldest son, Melvin, who's uh, 21 now, he is the, uh, the official manager of Helium Cowboy. Uh, now that he amazing. started university, though, his time is very limited. Right. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> that we're doing more really shows. work. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, and also, there's this, this, this funny story. He, he's, of course, because he was his part to my process all the time and in the studio and all these things, he's always been painting and drawing and stuff. And I still have some of my favorite drawings on our wall at home are, are by him, you know, especially when it's around sports characters. So, so he is, he's made this Blake Griffin that he did when he was, I think, 14, 15 is still iconic. You know, but but that's of course father thing too. But I think from my professional perspective, it's really good. And he has, he has. I've asked him at the 15 years anniversary show of William Cowboy, where we've invited, we've we showed one work of I think 55 artists. I invited him too. I said, "You're working with me on this show, and do you want to have a piece in this show?" And he said yes. And he made this little drawing and put it on the wall. And it was really good. And it was the first work we've sold. That evening. Oh, congratulations. That's amazing. So it was basically the first red dot that he, you know, put on the wall that evening. And then we went to an art fair in Denmark last year and he was also with me and he had uh, uh, two drawings and one we installed in the booth. And that was also the first work we sold. At the, I mean, they're super cheap, of course, but it's still amazing. that's not. And now we have this little kiosk installation that he did and he made this little drawing for this show. And and I was, I was a little bit, you know, so I said, well, you know, sort of it's, it's a good work, but, but you know, why didn't you do more two or three? Because he didn't have the time because he had to do the exhibition. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you know, so I was so busy with everything. He sounded like me a little bit. And, yeah. um, and I was sold also yeah. at the very first thing. And in three or each three cases, nobody knew that the work was by him, was his work, you know, because right. it's just like he has, a, he has an artist name and, you know, so, and, and since then he's always saying, okay, so when you have a work of me in the show, it's always going to be successful. Right. <laughs> you can count on that song, dad. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> with his prices, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to cover no, my no, cost. No, 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 do not <laughs> discount it because the price is the work is good. Yeah. yeah That's no, why no, it's but, sold. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. But it's, but it's fine. So well, to my... I, I, yeah. I actually I remember this is another cute story, not having to do with with um, the making of art, but you know during uh, during some more like challenging times when we were still funding the residency ourselves, we we went to the kids and it was you know it was coming up on Christmas time, you know, and it it was things were things were tight, mm -hmm. and um, we said to the kids, we said. You know, we really, you know, you know that mommy and daddy put a lot into the, you know, into the residency. And what if, um, what if, you know, this, this Christmas and maybe for a, a little while, you know, we'd, we'd have to like more of the money would need to go there, which would mean that it would, it would change Christmas a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, like the, yeah. the, the, the electronics or the mm -hmm. things that you really want, you know, we just can't, we just can't afford to get at this time. Um, and, uh, you know, but we, we want to know that, you know, we, we were kind of asking, like, do you, do you guys value what we're doing too? Like, is it important, is it an important part of your life as well? And, um, and they, they both said, oh gosh, the residency, like, we don't, we don't need that stuff. You know, those are nice to have, but mm -hmm. no, definitely. No, don't worry about Christmas. Don't worry about, you know, the next couple of months. We, we want the residency. <laughs> and it was like, it was such a, um, I, I, I think I did cry. <laughs> it was just so, it was so beautiful. And I say, you know, we, we talk about our kids and art, but I mean, I really think, I, I go back to the people. Like the, we, I, the one thing I, I'm, I'm more proud of than anything is that we've mm -hmm. raised two open-minded children mm -hmm. that are, you know, that embrace the, the differences in others and like, you know, we'll talk to anybody or we'll not just talk to anybody, we'll listen, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to anybody. We'll be interested in hearing different stories. And I think that's what I'm like, that's the, that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, kids aside, what, there's one question that I still have on my, on my mind is that how, which probably a lot of, I mean, this is a podcast that I'm doing now for, Ooh, one and a half years, I think, um, is actually the, when you, when I look at the people that listen to the podcast, I think it's 80% artists. 
Okay. I think these are the people that 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 are most interested in these stories. Probably, I don't know. I mean, that's just like you know, if that's my demographics, I think it's mostly mostly artists. And um, and if I don't ask the questions during the podcast, that 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 you know, if I forget to ask several certain questions in podcast, they will send me mails afterwards. And right. It would have been nice if you would have you. just you know, if you would have just asked this, <laughs> ask the damn questions. Yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, and then this the the question is: Is it how how do you find your artists? Yes. Yeah. So um, so most of our artists are through are through nomination. Mm -hmm. um, and then through partnerships that we have, mm -hmm. and we're we're kind of changing this up a little bit. We are um, because I'm, I'm you know it, it. We started off very early on being open for applications, mm -hmm. and then within a couple of years, we were getting you know like 500 applications a year, and for mm -hmm. me, that was saying no 460 times, you know, mm -hmm. and. That is just not in my nature. Um, yeah. It's really it it was it was really hard for me. So that's yeah, when we tough. went to nomination mm -hmm. and recommendation. We also found that 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 also just made um, made certain that the artists coming were interested in in what we had to offer. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were that they were the right people for the residency because the people nominating them knew the residency and it you know we we talked about you know you're bringing together three people that have never met not every you know not everybody wants to be in that environment right you're going to yeah. see people you don't know in their pjs you know it's, it's um you're going to share a bathroom with somebody you don't know you know those are not everybody's game for that yeah. um you know and the studio spaces are you know um you know they're not totally private you know so It's an environment that is not for everybody. Thankfully, it's for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so, but but I do want to go back to um, having an having an opportunity to just meet artists that are completely outside of our of our circles, outside of mm -hmm. anyone we know. Even though we have we've had and the, the big the, the 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 majority of our artists come from nomination and recommendations from our alumni i should mm -hmm. say that so okay um because i think that's important because that's mm -hmm. you know again a global network of um of yeah. artists but so i do want to i do want to find some more ways to do more open calls right now we have an open call that we're getting ready um to open <laughs> a lot of uses of the word open but um that's that's for u.s based artists that has um that is foreign born okay so that's one that we're opening up that's um a special project through um the shepherd broad foundation um and then we have um we have a partner uh, the africa center they do an open call to the continent of africa from which one artist is selected. Uh, we have a similar partnership with the country um, of Colombia, Ministry of Culture of Colombia. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually looking, so if anybody knows, uh, I am looking for opportunities to bring more artists from Europe because while we, while we have in the past, we actually mm -hmm. don't have any formal relationships with organizations, you know, in Europe. Um, Because I would like, I'd like to do more like that. I just, I just set up one with um, the Ministry of Culture of Spain. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm looking to do, I'm, I'm looking to do more of that. So again, to provide more opportunities to come in, yeah. artists that we don't, that we don't know. So if anybody has any recommendations, yeah, I, I, I can think of some some things. I can tell you later. I mean, there's like, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a, I think there's a few. Um, I think the, there's a few private, there's one private institution that I'm thinking about, a, a collector from Hamburg who is very well connected and a super nice guy who just started his own, well, it's his, he calls it an art institute, but it's, it's like a, like a living museum, you know, just outside oh, of Hamburg has a huge collection, everything. And he also starts something like a residency program there. His name is Rick Reinking and he's a good friend of mine. And, uh, and that's an amazing space, something that's very unique for us here because we don't have many residencies or anything mm. here. 
Um, and he's he's got a good guy, and I think you guys should get in touch at some point. I'd get you in touch. Maybe that's something, you know. Yeah, um, and if not, cool. it's just it's just a nice. He's a nice, nice guy. He's a very nice person. So I mean, I think it's it's a yeah. nice contact. You know? <laughs> yeah. And when we and you know one of the things that one of the other things that we did like we uh, also knew this year is I'm trying to reach out to other other cities within the United States. You know, mm -hmm. people talk about New York and L.A. and you know. Miami stuff, but there are many other cities that have mm -hmm. talented artists. So we're trying to to um, to do a focused like city each year. Mm -hmm. So um, this year it's actually Pittsburgh. So the okay. Heinz like Heinz Ketchup um, mm -hmm. Heinz Endowments um, is sponsoring three artists from Pittsburgh. Okay. So you know, so we're trying to do different things again, just to kind of broad mm. broaden the broaden the reach. Yeah, sounds good. And where where does what's the best way to to? And we're also trying to add stipends. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my yeah. that's my fundraising push for the next. Um, okay, but that would not just year. mean in your in your residency, but it's general thing. And it's like a next next layer yeah. to to your activities, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we do, you know, like I said, we do we provide round trip airfare, living yeah. and working accommodations, you know, one on one studio visits. Uh -huh access to museums and all of the different activities that we do while we're here, um, you know, several meals a month, but they're not, you know, they're unofficially official, you know, and, um, but I'd love to, I'd love to also add, um, add stipends, at least enough to like cover shipping of work and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, do you, do you keep costs. a work from, from what people produce there? Is there anything that, I mean, you do keep a collection of the, of the residency? I mean, that must be quite impressive at some point. Well, so we we did in the beginning, yeah. Um, but we don't we don't now. No, we haven't for for several years. It, it you know we we did because we kind of always wanted to have like a little mm -hmm. piece of everybody, you know. But we realized, um, I don't know. We just wanted to take. We just wanted to like. We just wanted to give to artists, and I felt like when we were asking for something mm. in return, I just. I don't know. I just yeah, didn't want to do that anymore. I don't know. Yeah. People tell us we're crazy and we probably, I mean, like, listen, we, we, we kind of are, but that's, it wasn't about that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But no, we don't. Yeah, well, I mean, it would have been, I mean, you'd need, probably needed uh, extra storage for that now, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right, Catherine, I, um, did, did I forget anything? Do you, do you, is anything you still want to say? What's no, just uh, I'm so happy that I that you came into my life. I just I admire <laughs> you so much. I I, I, I still remember that. that I, I I mean, you know, we can go a year without talking, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. I just I think the world of you, and I think the way Thanks. that you, the way that you have um, built your community, the way that you've uh, that you've that you're now focusing on your on your own practice i have to yeah. say that i that i love the way that <laughs> your family's involved um i i wish i i wish i lived next door to you well i wish <laughs> i wish i could come to miami more often because i really i seriously miss you guys i mean yeah. that's uh, I, i still remember that was the highlight of uh, i think 2008 was it or 2007 yeah. that was my highlight meeting you yeah. and then visiting you the next day that was the year you actually bought a barry mcgee i think Yeah, so we, that was yeah. the year that we bought the three Barry McGee surfboards. Yeah, and I was <laughs> I had I was at at your home and we had you know that was that was that was super nice and um, yeah. yeah, and yeah that's uh, yeah we should we should actually you know I mean that's that's a problem at some point it's very hard to the, the distance makes is an issue here but I you know as I said I same here I follow everything you do I was really really curious um, and I found it really important to talk about this this residency program because I don't see anything. At least not around me that uh, that has a similar impact um, for 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 young and for emerging artists and uh, and this is more important now than ever where everybody's an artist and everybody's visible you know sort of somewhere on the on the internet um, and and getting the support uh, in art is is uh, yeah I mean I know it myself as an as an as an practicing artist even though the gallery and everybody thinks that I'm sad because I have that but that's that's just not how how all of this works you it's know. not how it works no it's just not how it works and yeah i'm yeah, i'm glad we could make this happen you know um and 
yeah and one question i still have is that how can people follow i mean we can follow up because we know each other and i get your newsletter i mean they should subscribe to your newsletter but i know not pe many people like to do that these days i know yeah yeah so what's the best way to follow well, you around i'm very much i'm i'm trying i so you asked about my team so mm -hmm. it's 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 you know it's very small <laughs> it's it's me and it you know and dan 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 is always there when i need him he doesn't mm -hmm you know, do day-to-day -day stuff, but he's my rock mm -hmm. and, and always very helpful. Um, he's great at he, taking, taking a few artists under his wing and like yeah. helping them with the business side of things. So that's nice. But yeah. I do now have an artist that is helping me with social media okay. because it's not my strength. Mm -hmm. And so we are getting better on social media. So we're starting to post you know, more regularly. So I think social media is probably the, the Instagram, you mm -hmm. know, at Fountainhead Residency is, um, is probably right. the best way to follow, follow what we're up to. And then, well, at Fountainhead Residency and at Fountainhead Studios. Okay. That's uh, the, but this, the, the studios being the local. Yeah. Um, I'll also put that into the show notes of the, of the podcast. So then, um, people can read up on it when they're, Yeah, I, I will someday be updating my website once I, <laughs> I know the website's old and tired, but I built it. So that's all that, yeah. that's not my expertise. Yeah. Well, I always, <laughs> I always say, I always say that the thing is with social media, it's like you're, 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 you're renting this and it can be taken away under your feet anytime. Whereas your website is like your own house, you know? So that's why I'm still, but as I said, I'm, I'm pretty old fashioned that way. I think yeah, websites, no, I've, I've, websites I'm are very interested important. in updating my website. I just haven't <laughs> had the time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Catherine, I won't steal more of your time. Um, I want you to enjoy your day today. It's early in Miami and it's late afternoon in, in Hamburg. Um, thanks for doing this. No, this is, I, it, it was an honor, really. I, I thank you so very much for, right. for having me be a part of it. Have a beautiful day. And you. <laughs> Bye. Helium Talk. Helium.